Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Heroes 101 Radio, your entertainment on a Tuesday night. And uh, you know what? You know what? If you're having a bad Tuesday, and, and some of us are having a bad Tuesday, the advice I've got for you, my friend, is that when some wild-eyed, eight-foot-tall maniac grabs your neck, taps the back of your favorite head up against the barroom wall, and he looks you crooked in the eye, and he asks you if you paid your dues, you just stare that big sucker right back in the eye, and you remember what old Heroes 101 Radio says at a time like that. Have you paid your dues, Heroes 101 Radio? Yes, sir. The check's in the mail. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> That is, Good stuff. that is the reason I stay on the air with you. You know that, right? Those intros. Yeah, this, this uh, uh, keeping me hanging Everything like else is tight. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go so, ahead. Uh, Go ahead with you. So I am I am Spectre from the New York Hero Initiative and joined as ever, as you can hear giggling in the background, my uh, lovely co-host Rock and Roll from the San Francisco Hero Initiative. How are you doing, my dear? I'm doing really well, thank you. Um, Actually... I'm bleeding. I was telling Spectre. I dropped a plate right before we went on the air, and that little mofo just cut me right on the leg. But you know what? We bleed for our radio station. That's right. <laughs> this is how we blood. roll. That's how we roll. We hardcore like that. Speaking of hardcore, oh, wait till you hear from our guests tonight. But but I'm I'm getting a little too ahead of ourselves, so I'm going to... I'm going to turn it back over to you, Spectre. Oh, man. So, you know, we, we've had some really, talking of cool guests, we've had some awesome guests. I mean, we had Misfit, and I've, I've seen that, man, Rock, you and your whole family have been at the gym every single day since that, that Misfit episode, right? Oh, my God. Seriously, we all joined. Because I used to be a member of this really cool gym that was like $100 a month, and then I realized that was kind of stupid. So we all joined a gym that was only $30 a month. So, you know, there's there's like six of us there now. So, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of support. My my big ass needs it. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> laugh, but. <laughs> oh, man, I, I feel your pain. I've been trying to run recently, and I'm, you know, I've got friends who, who they, they take a year off, they hit the track, and they're doing six miles in an hour, and they're flying around, and. I managed three miles like a wheezing rhino, and uh, yeah, it's no fun. But, uh, um, but after Misfit, we then had uh, the Smoke, the you know pro cosplayer, ex marine, ex bodyguard, ex pro wrestler, and actor and director now working with Stan Lee. I mean, geez, that was a hell of a show. And uh, you know, I think I think who better to uh, to introduce us than uh, the Smoke himself? If we've got our uh, our favorite audio clip from last week. 
everybody, this is Eric the Smoke Moran, and you're listening to Heroes 101. And if you're not listening, then you're a chump. So you need to listen in and become a hero on Hero 101. (laughs) (laughs) That guy rocks, doesn't he? That's possibly the coolest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that guy was awesome. He's, He's awesome. He made me want to cut he inspired me you know just like with miss fit inspiring us to come on you got a, a miss olympia runner-up inspiring you to go work out and join the gym and um and then you get uh the smoke on there you know this famous cosplayer dude and we you know following that show we we went to the big wow comic con here in um in northern california and Next weekend is the uh, Kraken Comic Con. We're going to that too, and and uh, get Nightbug. Nightbug was dressed as Daredevil, and uh, our other teammate Raul Duke was dressed as. Well, all he had to do was put on a suit because he's big, bald, and he looks just like William Fisk. I mean, William. Wilson. Sorry, Wilson Fisk. So we had Kingpin and Daredevil there, and they were they were pretty much the hit. So all these wonderful, wonderful guests who inspire us daily. So I can only imagine what this next guest is going to inspire us to do after this show. Yeah, should we uh, should we do some introductions then? Because uh, we've been keeping uh, keeping our guests hanging around for too long. Um, but so so I I met um, our next guest at the uh, talking of Comic Cons at the Great Philadelphia Comic Con, and uh, you know Comic Cons are awesome, but uh, you know you can. You can, you can you can see enough daredevils, uh, not daredevils. You can see enough uh, Deadpool's walking around. You can see enough um, Harley Quinns, the four hundred of those that you see at every Comic Con, and uh, you know it can you can you can see the same stalls selling the same overpriced stuff over and over again. And every now and again, you're walking through a Comic Con and you hear heavy metal blasting from a corner, and it's like a a breath of fresh air to wake you up and breathe some life back into your soul, or, or at least if you're a big heavy metal fan like me. Um, in this case, yeah. I, I can actually vividly remember walking along and hearing Mandatory Suicide by Slayer blasting out from two <laughs> big-ass speakers. And, and and like I'm just thinking, holy crap! I used to sing that song, and uh, <laughs> and <laughs> it was pretty surreal. It was like you know being on drugs or something. Um, but uh, yeah, you know these guys are very very cool. So I asked them to come on the show. So without further ado, we have Mike from Toxic Radio on the line. Thank you for having me, guys. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So, you know, we, we kind of uh, we were kind of interested to hear a bit uh, a bit about Toxic Radio itself, and also just to uh, really just to geek out with you about about music more than anything else. But uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe give us a you know give us an intro as to what Toxic Radio is. I love to geek out, but also I can never get enough hot Harley Quinns walking around a, a Comic Con. By the way, there, uh, there are never... a few, right? There were a few, and uh, with very, very, the, the mallets seem to get bigger and bigger each con I go to, to the point where I think the girls are going to fall over. Um, but it, Is that it, a metaphor? Was, Sorry. Yes. It <laughs> 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 was a okay. time at, at uh, the great uh, uh, Philadelphia Comic Con. It was a great time. And, yeah, Toxic Radio, basically, we are a 24-hour radio station who I created it. I, I run it. I started it uh, a couple years ago. Uh, the network's been around for four years. The station's been live for only a year and a half, so we're pretty brand new. But uh, it didn't start off as just metal, but the metal community 
uh, overtook us in a way, but I'm so glad that they did. And now we are a 24-hour metal station with not only uh, music playing all the time, but live uh, radio shows throughout the week. And uh, uncensored, raw, and free is, is our little slogan that we like to put out there because, uh, you know, we wanted to go uh, uncensored because it seems like the only place you can get uncensored right now is satellite where you got to pay money. Uh, we wanted to be real and talk adult and, and play the music people wanted, which you can't get on regular radio. And to tell you the truth, I'm sure you guys know, just like with uh, Heroes 101, you know, Internet radio is where it's going right now. And, and I truly believe that with cars getting... Uh, internet in their cars and Wi-Fi built into their cars. Um, it's it's going to be not that far in the future where we will still have FM and AM, but we're going to also have our favorite internet radio stations tapped right into our vehicles, right into all our devices to go around with. And there's something about you know having a disc jockey or somebody there to talk to, to take your phone calls, to have that intimate connection with, which you can't get with something like Pandora. So that that's a that's a really quick rundown of what toxic radio is all about. Just having fun, being real, being uncensored, and playing what the people actually want, not what some you know suit is telling you to play, or not what some record company is giving you money to play. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I, yeah, I find it interesting. Then you said that the um, the, the radio station didn't start off as, as pure metal, but the, you know, the fans demanded it. I mean, uh, how does that happen? Did, you know, were, were you playing uh, you know other styles then, and people just said, "Screw that! I just want to request uh, you know Slayer well, back to back." Basically, the way it happened was, I'm I'm like most people. I like a variety of different kinds of music. So when I started the radio station. My my passion is for talk radio. Opie and Anthony, Howard Stern, here in the Philadelphia area, Preston and Steve, um, Don Imus. These are kind of like my, my figures to look up to, my idols. And so that's what I'm all about, painting the picture on the radio, which I'm sure you, you guys know a lot about. Um, but when I started it, I also like all the kinds of music. So when I started it, I made it metal, punk rock, a little bit of hip-hop, a little bit of heavy rock. And I made a little bit of everything. Uh, but thanks to uh, one show in particular, which I've got to give uh, gratitude for it being metal, was uh, we have a show called Grim Radio on Mondays, hosted by a, uh, a, a ex-death uh, metal lead singer uh, by the name of Richard Olson. And uh, he started playing this metal. And he right now he has the top-rated show on our station. And uh, just by him playing that metal, the metal community came out of the woodworks because they were they were looking for it. They wanted it. They needed a station like that. And when they came out of the woodworks and started hearing what we were doing on Monday nights, they wanted more. So much that we had to add another night to his show on Wednesday nights. Well, once I saw that happening, I was like, you know what? This is the way it's going. And we went full on metal. Yeah. So that that's what it means when you you know when you, you've got to be able to when you have a product. And and you're you're making it available to to the public. You got to understand when the public wants something, you got to give it to them. And you know what, metalheads they speak up. They speak up loud and with their <laughs> with their uh, with their horns in the air. Hell yeah, I, yeah, I can I can feel that. And you know what, it's funny you say that because like uh, I, I find you know listening to any other type of music. Um, you know, every, everybody else likes that same type of music. If you're into rap, you always know people who like rap. If you're into hip-hop, you know people who like hip-hop. If you're into metal, you know, you're almost, 
Yeah, I guess it's possible to meet people, but but I, I find you know when you're a kid, you might have other kids who like metal, and, and you, you know you kind of swap tapes or you swap records, or now you swap CDs, I guess, and maybe downloads or whatever. But <clears throat> you know, there's always a way to kind of network and find out what bands knew, what's going on. Whereas I think as you get older, and you know, especially as people kind of fall out of that that sort of style of music, and you know, it's it's not as um, it's not as like a faddy thing, is it? You don't have people who say, yeah, I was into Dimmu Borgir for a summer. You know, it's like you <laughs> tend to like metal for life. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think um, I, I think the radio stations are the, way, the only way that I find that you can actually find out about new metal. And, you know, some of it you're going to like, some of it you're not. But it's, you know, it, it's it's new and it's fresh. And especially with underground bands, actually being able, being able to hear something that you couldn't, uh, you know, you couldn't find online, you couldn't find, you know, on a TV station is, is pretty special. Oh, absolutely. That's one of our biggest uh, draws for people right now is, uh, you know, the, the metal community here in – we're based out of New Jersey. So the metal community in the New Jersey, Philadelphia areas is pretty – pretty solid right now but we're finding out that in a lot of areas it's not as 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 you know happening and we're delivering some great underground some great metal that people didn't know about or even you know metal bands have been around for a while and made it almost to the top but didn't quite get there uh we got fans that listen in from the, we got hardcore fans that listen in from the uk from australia from all over that not only do we introduce them to new music, but they introduce us to new music. And it really is one of the the only ways right now that you can get introduced to new music other than sitting on the computer and just, you know, Googling, Googling them. And it's it's more fun. It's more interactive. It's more of a, of a community type thing rather than just sticking with, you know, the, you know, your top bands. And uh, I've through it, I've, developed such an appreciation for underground metal that I didn't even have. So it, it's done something for me uh, that, that really changed me. It changes a lot of people when they tune in. Yeah, and, you know, I think as well, coming from, you know, I, I spent many years fronting an underground metal band in the U.K., <clears throat> and, you know, it, it's so hard to get any kind of airtime. And, you know, because there are so few metal radio stations, and, and you know, we had really like random stations in Greece or Slovakia who would who would pick up our CD and love it and, and play us to death. But trying to get anywhere in the UK to actually play us was, was a nightmare. And, you know, without airtime, you don't get any publicity. Without publicity, you don't get any fans. You don't get any people coming to the gigs. And the whole thing slowly becomes kind of stale and, and drawn out. Um, and just having, you know, anyone who's willing to, to even listen to your music and say, actually, that's a pretty decent track, or or even, actually, that track sucks, you know, you want to cut out the trumpets or something, you know, <laughs> just uh, some kind of <laughs> feedback is, is awesome. Oh, yeah, and, you know, it's not like the old days where, you know, you, you had a tape trading community or a CD trading community, and you just went out there and handed out a bunch, or, you know, somebody got this from that and dubbed it. Um, it's all internet-based, and, you know, the, the truth of the matter is a lot of people get their their music direct download from iTunes or from a torrent site or whatever they get it from. So that whole uh, aspect of dubbing a cassette tape or dubbing a CD off your buddy is, is kind of lost, and we need different ways to introduce these bands, and it, it needs to be a community of people that all uh, interact and trade them online. Uh, and 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 really, the, 
this is one of the few ways that we could do that. And one of the other ways I tried to do that was to create, uh, with Toxic Radio, we have an app that we just released not that long ago, about six months ago. And on it, we have a social media aspect to it where it's not really happening right now. We get posts every now and then, but I'm hoping years from now that that'll be a place where people get to come and communicate under the same umbrella of the music that they enjoy and, and really have a tight-knit group of people where we can learn about the, uh, you know, not just metal in your area. Like, like you said, metal in the U.K., metal across, you know, if you're in Jersey, metal from California, and really get, you know, there's, there's so much underground music, and not just metal, underground hip-hop, underground punk, that, you know what, just because of this reason or that never gets to the mainstream, but they're just as good as the mainstream. Yeah, I would. Agree. And you know, it's funny. We were talking uh, yesterday, I guess, about uh, one of your other DJs who's a hip hop artist. And you know, I, I listen to her stuff, and I, I'm not a hip hop fan by any stretch of the imagination, but I listened to it, and it was damn good. And you know, without um, without a radio station actually giving me any kind of direction, I would never have come across her stuff. And uh, you know, I, I think, uh, like you say, it, you know, you can listen to something like Spotify. And, and I, to be honest, I fucking hate. Spotify, like you know, I, I I put in what sounds like Megadeth, and it comes out with twenty bands, four of which I like, and then it interjects advertisements and and shitty pop like every five minutes into my track list when I'm trying to go for a run or something, and kills it. Um, but you know, you can listen to something like that, which is just bland and lifeless and random. Um, right. You can listen to something like you say with a real human DJ who tells you what they think, and and you know, I'll always go for the latter. Oh, yeah, I'll always go for listening to, before I discovered all the great internet radio stations that are out there, it was podcasts, and podcasts are a great way to do that. We have podcasts that we play on ours. Uh, the woman you were just talking about, Miss Whitney Payton, who uh, started as a guest three years ago on my show, which is called Battle of the Grind, uh, and we just, we, 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 we kind of clicked, and now she's one of my best friends, and she's blowing up right now in, in the hip-hop world and doing big things, but... uh she, you know, she stayed with us, and she does a show uh, Tuesday. I was actually just recording it before uh, calling up you guys uh, called The Takeover, and uh, we, we have a blast on that. And, you know, the it's it's kind of amazing how many of these tattooed, long-haired, uh, you know, look like, you know, the rip-your-head-off metal guys uh, tune into what she's doing and completely love her, completely respect her, completely love what she's doing. And it's just, you know, sometimes music just crosses barriers where even if you're not into it, you can really appreciate what somebody else is doing and appreciate when somebody's putting their heart and soul into it. And it's it's really cool. Yeah, 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 I agree, man. And then, you know, the, the beer, being able to drink beer and, and, and you know, curse always helps. <laughs> That's the whole reason to do it is to drink the beer. Yeah. There you go. I'm already six beers in, you know, because I own the studio. <laughs> wow, you're pretty you're pretty good for six beers in. We know a couple of people who is and they'd be going, Hey, are you listening? Are you listening? And and that'd be it. That's in fact we had someone like that helping us co host one night, didn't we, Spectre? Oh, we did. That was fun. <laughs> good Lord <laughs> have mercy. Yep. You learn really you learn really fast and I did this too when I first started. I started uh with four microphones on my kitchen table, um a, a, a a small mixer and a laptop. And uh, we were all nervous. This is about four or five years ago. We were all nervous as hell, so we all thought, you know, beer, the beer muscles would kick in. 
And uh, I don't even want to ever go back and listen to those first, like, ten episodes of shows we did for the podcast. It was either me slurring or my co-host who would actually legitimately down a bottle of wine and pass out on the microphone or just so much that we would have to just turn it off. And I, 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 you think sometimes, you know, when you're, when you're drinking, you think you're the funniest person ever. But then you go back and listen to the one, and you're like, not so much. No. So very, it's kind of to kind of space it out and to ride that, that wave of uh, where it makes you interesting until, until it makes you a dick. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can remember gigs like that. You know, I, One of my favorite bands when I was in the UK was a German thrash band called Tankard. Um, and they're fronted by this guy who is, I mean, he's a giant guy. He must be like 6'4 or something with a huge beer belly as well. And he drinks constantly throughout the gig. And his, his kind of party trick during the gig, as, as they're in the middle of a solo or something, is he lifts up his shirt and the audience rub his massive belly. Um, oh, my God. It's pretty hot. Um, and, you know, I, I had visions. I can be like this guy. I can get drunk off my ass every gig. And like you say, the, uh, yeah, the times that I thought I was being amusing and making these long, boring, monotonous jokes <laughs> just <laughs> didn't work at all. <laughs> and it seems so good. You think you're doing a great job, and then you're like, no, we should never, ever record that again. No. <laughs> Uh, we, we have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so we let we let the guests get drunk because as long as the hosts all stay sober, then it's interesting because then you can play along. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yep, yep. There, yeah, exactly. There are certain hosts in here where you just can't you can't take the beer away from me. You're not going to, but uh, you know, have fun. And that's the fun of of doing this kind of stuff is that you can have more leeway. You can have more of a of a party atmosphere than a a regular radio station within the guidelines of still entertaining people and having a good time because there are listeners that uh, don't want to hear slurring and uh, passing out on a microphone. I feel better about myself. So. <laughs> oh, man. Actually just, we were just discussing with Wit right after her show. There was an episode because her show used to be a, uh, a live web show, a web show uh, every week, and uh, we'd have the cameras on and everything. And there was one episode where people were begging us to do a drunk episode. So, you know, I'm all about just doing, you know, whatever for the radio and whatever for the listeners and having a good time. So we did a drunk episode where we we allowed her to get drunk. And if you've seen Wit, which I I, I guess you guys have, uh, she's a she's a small little cute little girl who uh, doesn't look like she can hurt a, hurt a fly. <laughs> and uh, she doesn't she doesn't drink very often, and she came over and downed a full bottle of adult chocolate milk, uh, <laughs> and that extremely gone, and then proceeded to wax her logo into my chest. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> but that was that <sighs> didn't feel good. I feel wow. I'm sorry, Rock. Any girl that ever has to wax no anything, that's... <laughs> <laughs> no shit, I hate waxing, man. It's hell. Yeah, that, it's hell. <laughs> that's the kind of fun we have here on Toxic Radio. <laughs> oh, man. See, you know what, Spectre? We got to drink more. 
you know, yeah. but the thing is, we're we're on opposite ends of the uh, of the United States, so it's like we can't both drink together, which sucks. But you know, we we're together in spirit, so we should just you know, I think we should drink while we're on the radio. Just you know, you know like That's maybe bad. one beer, one beer, that'll do it for me. What? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I've got a few trips out west planned for later on this year. I'm thinking we should uh, we should definitely do a uh, do a drunk heroes 101. Holy oh, hell! Exactly. Oh my god! But then you see you see what I was talking about, Mike. I was saying I wonder what our guest this week is going to inspire us to do. Well, already. <laughs> <laughs> although although you did say you know you, you go back and you listen to those and you're going what the hell did I do so here, maybe we should here's do what that I've, here's what I've learned with drunk shows and the, <laughs> you can pull them off and it can be entertaining on the radio they can absolutely be done but you've got to have at least one or two people there with you that are sober because the one or two uh, I've done it where we've had one person stay sober where everybody else gets drunk because the one person pulls you back. The one person can relate to the audience what's going on. So as long as you do that, you should be good. If you've got two drunk people and nobody else, <laughs> you got fun your tangents, say things you wouldn't normally say, maybe admit <laughs> to things you wouldn't normally admit to, and then listen to it later on and go, oh, man. But uh, that, that's, my little, that's my little tip to you. At least have one sober person. Sweet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got we got Nightbug here on the on the uh, board. He's handling the board. He you can stay sober, right, Bud? Sure. He's <laughs> <laughs> like like having hey. <laughs> I I have a question. It's a real quick question. There's a radio toxic in Vancouver. Did they steal your idea? Did they decide to just roll with the? Yeah. yeah. No. Okay, so let's see. Let's. I'm going to look up Radio Toxic. They did not <laughs> steal my idea, I don't think. Here it is, RadioToxic.com. Okay. Uh, Radio Toxic did not steal. I think they were probably around longer than us. Um, I'll go through the history of where Toxic even came from. Uh, it was in 2012 that I created Toxic Network. The reason mm-hmm. I created Toxic Network was because I had a podcast, and all the cool podcasts had networks. So I was like, I gotta have a network. So I created a fake network, and you guys know it's sometimes all about image. So I created a fake network, thinking you know people if they see we're part of a network, will will think we're cool, will think we're legit, and will will listen to us more. And I didn't know that the 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 toxic network would be a parent company and actually the legit thing that everybody would be a part of. Uh, I really just made it up. Uh, it came out of the fact that I don't know if you guys know B Horror uh, Troma. Uh, trauma uh, films. Uh, they came out with a, a, a character known known as Toxic Avenger, uh, along yeah. About, about Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so he had the Toxic Crusaders on the the TV for a while, the cartoon. But the mm-hmm. Toxic Avenger, I, I'm I'm a big fan of like B horror, and I was a huge fan of the Toxic Avenger. So that's where it came from. Uh, my screen name on mostly anything you can find me on. This is on Twitter. On Instagram, on Xbox is Toxic Spunk, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's where it came from. I just decided if it's my network, it should be Toxic, and you know, years down the road, all of a sudden it became Toxic Radio. I do know that I did find these guys Radio Toxic, and I decided they do a kind of a, a way different thing where it's more beats and and more 
of a uh, a, a club type radio station. Uh, but no, they they were. I'll give it to them. They were around a lot longer. But that's why they're radio toxic, and we're toxic radio. But I don't have the dot com because some assholes sitting on that dot com trying to charge me twenty thousand dollars for it. I'm not oh paying them. Oh no no I'll no no, no way. Yeah. I'll stay with a dot until I die. But uh <laughs> Right. But yeah, so I yeah, they they definitely had that first. Now uh I did know notice when I started Toxic Network that a group of kids out of California had started a toxic network with their parents' money and decided to make little videos of them acting like they were uh, uh salesmen. And I decided, you know what, the little kids aren't doing anything, so I took it. <laughs> <laughs> Still the lunch money while you were there. Right. Is that wrong? <laughs> trying to be salesmen? What the hell? It was wow. like they were trying to do. They were doing um, mock. Uh, uh, what is the word? I'm like sham wow kind of things. Oh yeah yeah, so, yeah. okay okay. Wow. But they're, but they're dead. Yeah. So I I figured I'd yeah steal it, take their lunch money, and kick them in the ass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can be kids. Uh, yeah right. <laughs> nope. Right now. <laughs> oh man! Oh, but I got to tell you, um, you know, Toxic Radio. That when I we were talking about you know hip hop and all the other songs and and what really gets you pumped is, you know what I I put a a call out to my friends on Facebook one day. I said, you know, I'm gonna start a work it out tomorrow at the gym, and I need a new playlist. Give me your uh, give me your suggestions. I have one friend if he's listening. Hey Dan, um, man, he went insane on the death metal stuff. I mean, he had like Anal Nathrak and uh, like Vader One and uh, oh my God, Black Breath. So and and I'll tell you, I put everything on Spotify that Spectre hates, and I mixed them <laughs> all up and shuffled them. The songs that got me pumped the most were the metal songs. And, you know, you're like, yeah, I can do this, yeah, <laughs> you know, and you add more weight to your weights, and it's that stuff gets you going. It really does. Here's my problem with I love I, I will listen to metal at the uh, at the gym, and uh-huh. uh, uh, the, the thing is, metal gets me very angry sometimes. <laughs> and, like, yeah. It'll it'll get me pumped, it'll get me going, but then I'll also be looking at I can punch everybody in the face right now, but. uh <laughs> It gets me. It gets me. It gets me in that anger. Like I just, uh, I, that's why. That's why that with metal, metal, there's so much moshing, and you know, you just you start banging your head. You want to get into the pit. You just want to like you know elbow somebody in the throat. But uh, I mean, it's, my two my two go gym is metal, and I I will listen. I love listening to Toxic Radio, and, and I'm so proud that uh, our, our our program director. Uh, put such great music up there, and sometimes I'll be listening to it. And I won't even know that the song's on there, and I'll come on, and I'll be like, "Yes!" Like I get excited about my own station. But so I'll <laughs> listen to that, or, or I'll listen to uh, the other one that gets me going is is, is Eminem or uh, uh, oh like, yeah, uh, yeah, got Eminem on Eminem too. Will get me going. Uh, somebody else that gets me going, uh, Tech Nine, who's an underground rapper, hops. Oh yeah. Uh, I can't, my friend Whitney, I can't listen to her and get going because it's a friend of mine. And I just listen to her and I go, eh, Whit, I'm going to call you up and get beers and go not be at the gym. So <laughs> I can't listen to her, but all those other ones I can. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and music is such a, a huge impact on when you're working out or when you're work, doing anything 
active, working or anything. It just it, it puts you in that zone where you can get going. If I'm sitting here in the production studio working on uh, any kind of production audio, uh, uh, any kind of uh, uh, commercials or graphics or the site, you know, music blasting because it just gets you in that zone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, where's my, then, uh, yeah. where's my co-host? No, I'm still Uh-oh. there. I was, just, oh, I was okay. just in awe. I was just geeking out oh. then about what, about what you just said. You know, I was just, you know, I, I had one of those days today where everything that, that seemed to go wrong, or that could have gone wrong, seemed to go wrong. And from, you oh. know, someone being fired in the office to coming home and literally one of my kids, before I put her to, de- to bed, asked me about why people die. <laughs> like, oh, you know, man. It was that kind of conversation. So, you know, it, it was one of those days. But metal <laughs> metal is where I turn to in those uh, <laughs> cases you know I, that's why i can't it, i can't have i don't have any kids and i can't have kids because i would think of the most inappropriate funny comment to say to daughter. Like, why do people die that would be like because people eat mcdonald's because <laughs> they piss me off on the train <laughs> why do people die because people ask questions go to sleep uh <laughs> this is this is another thing with talk radio. When, when I started down this road of doing it, uh, I, I, I thought the toxic was so appropriate because people are so anti anything toxic or anything inappropriate or anything that goes against the norm or, you know, it's such a PC environment nowadays. And I just don't want to be that way. And I just, I, I think that life's too short and you got to have fun. You got to bust balls. You got to be sarcastic. You uh, just let it go. You got to talk real. Um, so many different avenues where it's like, I know that my station is not going to be for everybody. Uh, just like Howard Stern isn't for everybody. Just like Opie and Anthony aren't for everybody. And I, I want to have that kind of environment where we can say fucked up stuff. And you know, there's no other way to say it. But you know, it still it still is okay in our community because. Sometimes you just gotta you just gotta let that out and let that go. One of my taglines for my show, which is Battle of the Grind on Saturday nights, which if you guys are ever ever available on a Saturday night, you want to call in, you guys are more than welcome. We'll 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 pick a day and you guys come on and <laughs> have fun on my show because on my my show it's uh, uh, the tagline for it is we are com- we are we're more comfortable with the uncomfortable because oh, we like to yeah. take we we like to take. Uh, messed up stories, things that people wouldn't normally talk about, things that people wouldn't normally discuss, uh, uncomfortable topics, and and go for them. And because that's that's where the fun is, that's where the humor is. When you stop, you know, worrying about who's listening, who's doing this, who's gonna who's gonna judge you for saying something, and just talk. That's where the real uh, uh, conversations come in, at. and that that's what I love. Yeah, you know what. I'm I'm already thinking when can we call in? Let's call in. Let's do that. Come on, Spectre. I'm so down. <laughs> you have to, you have to figure out a day. You guys can't call in this Saturday because I won't be there. <laughs> my oh, my well, co-host yeah. DJ is 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 uh. I'm gonna be in Poughkeepsie, probably snorting a condom. That's what I'll probably <laughs> be. Doing. That's really what I'll probably be doing. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Man, we should have had you on the following week. Then we could have asked you about that. Okay, so how did it go with the condom snorting? <laughs> I've already done. You can look on my YouTube channel, which is uh, 
uh, youtube.com forward slash play it toxic. And there's a video of me doing it at a festival. I've done it probably about 30 times uh, because I did it on one of the shows. And Whitney went, holy crap, how'd you know I could, you could do that? I said, I didn't. So I just did it right now. Why not? And uh, so at every one of her shows, she pulls me on stage in front of thousands of people to snort a condom and pull it out of my mouth. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. What what brand? What brand do you use? We, we usually go with Lifestyles, and we go with uh, – uh, 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 without, without, we don't want ribbed because ribbed is for her pleasure. <laughs> not her pleasure. It tickles weird. Um, and we, we do not go Magnum. Actually, I did go Magnum. Damn it! Uh, oh, we were at yeah. another festival, and if you guys, if you guys ever heard of Three Six Mafia? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, you, they used to be a huge rap band. They're still really huge. But the front guy of his name, DJ Paul, and uh, DJ Paul came out, and he wanted to see this. He had his camera, and he put it on his Instagram. And he said, I heard that you snort condoms. And I said, yeah. He goes, he goes, do it. I was like, all right. And I have a condom. He goes, here you go. Here's my magnum. And I went, of course you have a magnum. Of course. And I took it, and I opened it up. And I snorted it. But, yeah, so that's that's been done before. I, I've tried to cut back on that. I, I kind of had a realization that the, the owner of the station probably shouldn't be out there snorting condoms. But uh, Whit it's a pretty has, expensive habit, right? It is. No, wait, no. Wit buys them every time. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, had a, she had a doctor crew in here tonight that was filming her uh, her show. And they're going to be at the show uh, this Saturday that I'm going with her to. And uh, they're going to be uh, filming it. So she said, for the documentary, I have to do it. So, as a good friend, you know, any good friend, if you have a good friend, when you give them a condom and you say snort it, they'll do it. <laughs> if they don't, they're not a good friend. That's from tip. toxic. Yeah. That's a tip. <laughs> your friend a condom, he goes, what am I going with this? You say snort it. He says, no, ditch him. Kick him out. <laughs> real friends snort condoms for other real friends. See, that's that's it. There you so, go. Make it your Facebook status. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I will because actually, you know what? I will, Mike, because then people will be like, what are you talking about? And I'll go check out this link, listen to this archive, and you'll hear all about it. <laughs> there you go. See? There we go. people's what it's all about. And it's also about trolling Facebook, which I love fucking doing. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you it in your real is. name? <laughs> you know what? what? People people will, will just assume that you know, you know. There's that dick thing on Facebook where someone posts a stupid status. Oh, I got a, got off of a parking ticket by showing my boobs, and 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 the people who comment, they then send them a message saying, "Oh, you fell for my joke. Now you have to post this thing." And every time, I'm just fuck off. <laughs> I'm not posting that <laughs> shit. This is stupid. You're not gonna tell me what to do just because I fell into your trap. Screw you. Go to hell. Well, you have to. No, I don't. I, I don't have to do anything. What I have to do is keep scrolling past your post now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Nothing better, nothing better than trolling Facebook, though. I'll, I'll put up the – there's so many people on there that uh, post, you know, just stupid, stupid stuff, and it's always that, is it about me? Is it about me? So I'll post oh, random stuff that everybody, and it doesn't make any sense. And then I have so many people that will post me back, and I'm just laughing. 
I'm a dick. That's what that's what we like. <laughs> you know, if they ask me that, I just say, "Do you think it's about you?" And then I never no, get I, a straight I, answer. Yeah. No, um, yes, it's about you. Yes. <laughs> no. Leave me off Facebook. Need you anyway. <laughs> you know what's funny is like you know you, you deal with people on Facebook and they're dicks most of the time, but then. You, you encounter the real-life superhero community on Facebook, and it's a whole different level of being dicks. And oh, my God. I had God. no idea. That, you know, present company accepted and all, but, uh, man, there are some uh, some strange, strange people out there on Facebook. Now, this past, this past Saturday on Battle of the Grind, we had a, a special superhero super show where we discussed all different kinds of superheroes. And I actually was listening to one of your past episodes and you mentioned one we discussed, which was Squirrel Girl, I think her name was. And, uh, you know, we were discussing all fun stuff. But we also discussed real-life superheroes and kind of what you guys are all about. And it was kind of a, a mixed reaction, whether or not uh, some of the guys on the show thought it was a good idea, bad idea. Um, you know, it, it was because it, it, I'm sure you guys get that a lot where, you know, some people are like, yeah, that's cool. And other people are like, why? Or you know, right. what's the point? Is it is it all about you because you're doing it in this fashion rather than just doing it behind the scenes? Um, right. And that that you know, what, what do you guys usually say to some stuff like that where you get criticized? Um. Well, first we uh, you know, we say we do do most of it behind the scenes. We do very little that is um actually you know, and, and we we never called ourselves real life superheroes until very recently because it was much too. Oh, my God. If you were going to give the 30-second elevator answer, it, it was too hard to say, well, we're altruistic, altruistically-minded people who gather every night. If we go, oh, we're, you know, we, we try to do the real-life superhero thing. And then they go, oh, I get it. So we first tell them, you know what, um, we don't do it in costume. We do most of it behind the scenes. And unlike other groups, we do most of it working with our community. We we get, you know, we get emergency uh certified, you know, with these CERT groups, Community Emergency uh, Response Teams, and we work with uh, Citizens Police Academy, which we've taken, and we just, uh, you know, we try to do it the way that I think um, people should do it, the safer way and the more sane way. We don't, I'm going to go and gear up now, and I'm going to take on a drug den. That's bullshit. That just doesn't work, you know? I was going to if we were going to do that. Come on, why are we not doing that? (laughs) I did that five minutes ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we do it again? <laughs> like ninja. Right? <laughs> We're stealthy. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't blame them. The people that are out there, the, the most, the most visible are the ones who are giving everybody else a bad name. I mean, there's a guy out there, Phoenix Jones. He's a fucking moron. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a better he's a better MMA fighter then he is a real life superhero. He's he's completely disrespected in the real life superhero world. And for one, go ahead. I had I had a printout of I'm sorry to interrupt. I had two no print up. I I had print out his whole story and handed it to everybody for the show because that was the main guy we were going to talk about. Because right? his, <laughs> you know you know how it is on radio. You got to pick out the most eccentric. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. Oh hell. He's crazy. Got shot a few times. We're using him. That guy. I'm trying. You know, and it's funny because uh, doing this for we're going on our fifth year now. 
Um, we've, you know, we've, we've had our run-ins with him. We've talked and we've been friends and then we've been on the opposite ends of the spectrum, but the he's pretty much dropped out of things because he got so, he went kind of insane and had meltdown after meltdown and, and it came out, um, from his wife, uh, not wife, but you know, they were living together, his ex that he was actually abusive. So, you know, the, the whole superhero thing just kind of blew up in his face. So now he does MMA fighting. And he just lost the match, but he's pretty good. He's pretty good at what he does. So he should stick to that. I don't care if he hears this. (laughs) If he wants to do it in a costume, he can, but stick to MMA fighting. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I I think from what you were just saying about, you know, I guess the the kind of stuff that we do as well, I, I must admit, I kind of went back and forth on that, that whole topic myself when I first started doing this a few years back and uh but the more the more I've been involved in it the more I'm I'm kind of confident that there really is a necessary role outside of you know organized policing and organized um uh, kind of government assistance particularly for homeless people that you know that for example there's a group of homeless guys in in New York that we've been trying to help out that the police just move on you know they they they've been um they they decided that they didn't want to live in a shelter because you know in the shelter they were being beaten up the women were being raped their stuff was being stolen you know they had a a horrible life in the shelter so they just wanted to live on the streets and the police then come along and beat them up and take their stuff again and <laughs> move them on to another area and you know who who do these guys turn to they've got nobody left when when the authorities won't help them out and they're just causing them more and more pain and you know literally these people have said to me on the streets um, we feel like nobody cares. We feel like uh, you know people just expect us to die, and they'll be happy if we do. And you know, I think just the fact that there are people out there who are willing to just you know spend a couple of hours and go and give them some food or some supplies, and you know just just try to help keep them alive, <laughs> you know, just just really changes their worldview and, and makes a big difference. Absolutely! Wow. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's and this is the point that I brought up that like you guys are helping out more in the community. And helping out stuff like that more so than going out and quote fighting crime. But if you do, I still still do want to be involved. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Actually, on the crime side as well, we have found that there are certain crimes that the police just don't care about, and and they just do nothing about. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure a policeman or you know a policewoman gives a shit about about that crime and probably cares about the victim. But I think the police as an overall uh, unit just just don't care and it, and it's typically you know in in Harlem a young black girl gets raped you know it's just a statistic in in amongst hundreds of other statistics and nothing happens and you know we find that there are times then where they've got good CCTV footage of the guy's face they've got lots of descriptions they know he's got a scar on his right eye and you know and we can we can go and put flyers up at this guy's face and we, we can catch people like that in 24 hours um, and you know the police take the risks and they go in and drag the guy out but we're the ones who identify who he is and and track him down and you know even even in terms of crime fighting you know that that's that's where I think we can add some huge value is it would you would you compare it to kind of like uh like bounty hunter ish kind of way without actually get doing you know the 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 dirty work without getting paid <laughs> but, uh, yeah I, I guess so I guess it's similar yeah yeah <laughs> I'm not getting paid much for this, so I have a day job. It'll be fun tomorrow. If you find me on Facebook, you'll see a lot of posts going, Ugh, why am I here? Um, 
Uh, that, that that that's really cool that you guys do that and really help out with stuff like that. Like I said, I didn't find out about this kind of stuff till recently. Um, about the community of of real life guy people doing this kind of stuff. So that's that's really badass, and I got to commend you guys on doing like that. That's <laughs> Thank really- you. But you know, there, there are definitely some uh, some we call them ninjalantes out on Facebook who. Uh, you know, talk about how they hide on rooftops for waiting for someone to get mugged so they can swoop down and save them. And, uh, you know, the, the, you, you, was, can, you can take it or leave it. <laughs> so uh, when you go, when you guys go to cons, you, you, you're usually, do you guys go in groups? Like, were, you weren't in a group of, of people. Were you at, at, at the Great American Comic Con or Great Philadelphia Comic Con? Kids, man. I was, uh, they were, they were uh, Deadpool and... Um, and a so That's right. <laughs> I, I was Obi Wan Kenobi, but yeah, yeah. I must admit, you know, we. Uh, I guess we we haven't traditionally done the whole real life superhero thing at, at Comic Cons, other than the big Hope event, which you know, which I think we're doing again this year. But uh, yeah. I don't know. How about you, Rock? Um. Yeah. The we we go with the last time we went with the group, we were screening the the superheroes documentary. So yeah, there were there were all these. All of us were in yeah. costume, but yeah, yeah. There's an HBO documentary. It's called uh, Superheroes, and it's it's got some of our uh, teammates on it. Um, it was made. Oh God, it's got to be like six years ago, but it it showed up uh, almost four years ago on on HBO. I mean, on um, in screening around the country, and now it's you can find it on Netflix. It's pretty cool. Um, what what, but, what are you, <laughs> what are you dressed as, Rock? Uh, you know, that's a funny thing because rock and roll is is I'm still trying to finalize my costume. Everybody's always saying, you know, rock and roll, you can wear whatever you want. Just look, you know. Um, but man, I, I'm not carrying my guitar around with me everywhere. So really, what is rock? Where I just recently uh, made myself a cape, though I did. And you know, I I always thought it was cooler if it was just like going to a rock and roll show. They change outfits. Every couple of songs, yeah, yeah, you know. but it's nice to be known for hey, that's that's rock's look. So yeah, I don't I don't have a I'm working on it. I yeah. think I think it'll debut Mike this uh, summer at our big. Uh, we have one huge real life superhero gathering every year. It's at San Diego during Comic Con weekend, and it's called Project Hope. And we've you know we we gather all kinds of supplies and food and water to give to the homeless, and I think we've helped over two thousand people now for the last few years but uh i think i'm going to debut the costume there I'll, I'll have one i promise and then i'll send you one you'll be like what the hell is this picture oh rock sent me a picture okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> you'll that's be awesome you. i'm so, just be- I, oh, anything i'm just manning the time i got it um yeah, you know what? We were going to ask you um, a few more questions, if you don't mind, about, you know, you, because are there any musicians on your team is something, and I thought, yeah, I thought I, I, I saw something like that with, with the guys that are uh, that are on your crew for the radio show. Oh, yeah, we got, yeah, well, we got Whitney Payton, like we said, who's right. an uh, artist, and we got on Grim Radio, uh, Rich Olson, who used to be a member of a now get this a uh, a Christian death metal band by the name of Pale. <laughs> yes, I didn't know there was such a Christian death metal and him. Is that life? Metal? Uh, what's that? They call that life metal then. 
I don't know, <laughs> resurrection metal. Uh, <laughs> it's Christian. Yeah, I've I've actually been in a few shows recently where the guys will be singing and they're doing that kind of thing, and then in the middle of the like Jesus loves you, and I'm like, wait, what just happened? Um, so he was a part of something like that. He's not really into that part portion of, it, but he still loves the music. His co-host by the name of Chris Natalini is also uh, he's a member of a band currently who just toured in Japan by the name of Blood Feast. Um, <laughs> but then we are oh nice yeah Blood Feast. And the funny thing is, he, Chris is he looks like the meanest sob you'd ever meet and the most hardcore metal guy. But he's a giant teddy bear. He's the he's the nicest dude I know. Um, but see, we don't all, we don't have a lot of uh, all metal shows. The other metal shows uh, hit the pit on Sundays, which is hosted by uh, ex comedian uh, Eric Yellowitz. Uh, he just he's just a fan. But we also have on Thursday nights we have a, a show called Paradelphia, which used to be just podcasts. But I told them they would be a lot better on radio, and they they really are. They're doing great things. And Paradelphia is all about the paranormal and all about weird stuff and crazy stuff and interesting stuff like aliens and psychics. And they did a Ouija board uh, seance in the studio one time uh, recently. And you got Rick who hosts that, but also his co-host is Doug, uh, Doug Hogate, who's the head of, let me get this correct, the Jumps team, the Jersey Unique, uh, Jersey Unique, Unique Minds Paranormal Society which is wow. a, a, a legit uh, South Jersey-based uh, ghost hunting team. Uh, he's appeared on television shows and magazines and uh, newspapers, uh, and he's actually been approached a couple of times about a television show. Uh, but he, he comes in and he co-hosts that show. And we get, we get psychics in here. We get past life regression people. We get dog whisperers that can tell you <laughs> what your dogs are playing on their show. Um, I'm known on their show as Skeptic Mike because I think it's all BS, which kind of makes for fun sometimes, but I kind of stay away from it because who wants to turn into a paranormal show and hear a guy going, it's all BS. It's all stupid. <laughs> they, they have a blast. They have a blast. And, uh, and then you got my show on Saturdays, which is Battle of the Grind. Oh, no, I forgot about the Fishman. The Fishman on Fridays, who used to be in bands, he's a huge hair metal uh, fanatic. And he's an actual seasoned radio guy who teaches radio at Connecticut School of Broadcasting. And he's really fun. And then you got my show on Saturdays, which is just dick jokes and, you know, stupidity and drinking and whatever we can find that's funny about a guy pooping in on the front lawn or something. That's my show. <laughs> that's my escape. Yeah, yeah but, but that, see, that's, that's the much- fun stuff. Yeah. That's that's what I want. I want the fun stuff. They can all have the the serious interviews and the serious stuff. No, I want to get the stupid stuff. I want I want to have Bailey J on my show. That's about it. <laughs> you, you know, when you were talking about how you know you you get tired of people you know PCing everything. Uh, you know, I, I agree. Doesn't it feel best when we you're with your your closest buds, or on your radio show where you don't have to tiptoe, you don't have to walk on eggshells anymore. You can just say shit, and it's okay, you know. So uh, it's got to be liberating for you. It's it's absolutely awesome, but the also the the funniest parts of doing that kind of that kind of stuff, and on any of the shows, is when you do find something that 
you didn't know stepped over a line with one of your co-hosts or one of the people in here, and then you see them get kind of upset, and I I thrive off that. I thrive. Uh, just before I came on here, I was doing the takeover with Whitney, and her assistant, uh, Gabby, was on with us, and we got into a very heated debate, which I love heated debates. If I could debate with you, I will debate with a smile on my face, uh, and people hate that. But we started debating over whether or not you should tip at a restaurant or at a bar. And I took the stance of you shouldn't tip. It's it's a it's an outdated custom. And uh she's you know, she works for a bar, so we started getting very heated. Uh but that that's always fun, uh, when you can have those kind of heated discussions. Also another time on Battle of the Grind where we're supposed to be able to say whatever, anything goes on Battle of the Grind. Now, I am not a racist person by any means, any whatsoever. I don't even use racist language uh, in my personal life ever, just because I choose not to. Um, but I do believe that when you're, when you're a part of a radio show in any way, shape, or form, you are now part of the media. And I believe that if there is a story that involves any kind of racist language, no matter what it is, if it's a story, you should report the story properly. And to not report the story properly... Uh, gives whatever word was in that story more meaning. And to me, words are just words. No matter what I say right now, what you guys say back to me, these words only have meaning because we give them meaning. Other than that, it's just us making noises with our mouths. So to take away the meaning from a word, the meaning you give that word, it has no power, no matter what you say. You can say the most awful thing to a man, the most awful thing to a woman, no matter what their race, no matter what their background, no matter what their religion. Once you take away that meaning, because it only has meaning, if you allow it to have meaning, it has no power. And uh, that's, that's one of my biggest things. And I try to preach that as much as possible to people, because once somebody accepts that, it doesn't matter what somebody says to you. It's sticks and stones, basically, but names will never hurt. Um, and one time on my show, there was a story that involved the N-word. And we said it because it's during the show. It was during a story. And one of my co-hosts got so mad. And really? the rest of us wow. kind of giggled uh, because he didn't want to hear that word. He didn't want to say it. And we said it enough times because it was in the story that he said, okay, now you guys are just saying it to say it. No, it's part of the story. And he got so mad and so heated that he almost started breaking stuff. Now, of wow. course, I'm sm- so I went to break, and, and I went to a commercial, and I stopped. I looked at him, and I said, look at me in the eye. This is radio. That was great radio. You just did good radio. This is real life now. Stop it. So, you know, there, there's sometimes when, you know, with radio, and you can have those moments where it's not PC, and you're having a good time, but sometimes you got to remember, this is radio. This is having a good time. This is fun. And this is where there are no rules. And we do it because it's entertaining, because normal people won't talk like this. But once you become a part of the the people who are are getting mad over it, now you're not doing radio anymore. You're making it real. So that's another little thing where you you kind of, in entertainment of any kind, you got to just, you just got to go with stuff sometimes. 
Yeah, yeah. you know what? I, I think, you know, for me, I, I love that kind of thing that pushes you outside of your comfort zone. You know, I love comedy like South Park, like Louis C.K., you know, the, the kind of things that make people cringe because <clears throat> they're so unmentionable and they go there anyway and they keep going there until, like you say, until that thing that offended you first has got no meaning whatsoever and it's just stupid. You know? Absolutely. And, and with, with comedy, comedy is a huge thing in my life. I love comedy. And I, I, I first off hate anybody. I really do. I will look at you and tell you I hate you. If you go to a comedy show and you get offended, first off, you're paying to see some stand on stage and tell dick jokes. Why are you getting offended? You know what you're getting into. The reason why somebody gets offended is because you could say anything about this group. You could say anything about that group. You could say anything that pertains to anybody in any situation, no matter how raw, bad, insensitive, inappropriate, anything. But the second that it touches something personal for you, now you're going to flip. And it's like, no, you can't have it that way. You've got to have it where it's an equal opportunity, you know, a thing where, you know, once it gets to your turn, you've got to take it. Bottom line. Absolutely. That's the whole, you know, and it's, God, you're right, because I love going to comedy shows. And I love it, you know, when they, everybody gets uncomfortable. That's fine. You know, the, the hecklers make the show fun, too, because then it really shows what the comedian can do, you know, right on the spot, which is fantastic. Oh, yeah. But you're right, to, to get offended, that's just, that's ridiculous. It's the whole dish it out but you can't take it, you know, thing. So, yeah, bravo. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> that like I said, that's – and that's – I hope that when people tune into any of our shows, they they don't feel that way. I don't, I don't, I don't ever look to offend anybody, but I always look to be real. This past episode of Paradelphia, there was a religion con- conversation, and I'm atheist. That's the bottom line. And I have no problem with anybody who believes in anything. My real problem lies with organized religion, but that's a different story. But I have no problem with anybody who <laughs> believes in it. You can believe that, you know, you know, the, 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 a beer is God. I don't care. You know, if it helps you go through life, I'll <laughs> to you. Um, but uh, I, love, I love debating it. And I debated with one of the girls on here that was a very devout uh, uh, Christian. And we got a little heated. It got fun. It got interesting. We went back and forth. When the microphones went off, we both high-fived, and she friend-requested me on Facebook. That's what, I, that's what I love. When I can sit here and go back and forth with you, you can get heated, I can get heated, we can have different opinions, but then at the end of the whole entire thing, we can high-five and go have a beer. Yeah, yeah, and, and thank you. That's another thing. Why the hell is it? Because you were saying earlier that you can debate with a big smile on your face, and you were saying that you know you love to troll Facebook. I don't understand why people can't have these debates, why they can't have debates in the first place because they turn into fights and just the name calling and now I'm going to find you and kill you. What, what is up with that? We're not allowed to to debate, to have a little discussion, you know, that gets impassioned. Passion's fine. Why does it have to, to just degrade into violent, you know, because nobody's agreeing? Yeah. Why? Why? Nobody has to agree with I do not have to agree with you. You do not have to agree with me. We can sit here and talk about our points, and at the end of our debate, you could still be in the same state of mind. I can still be in the same state of mind, and we can still go, okay, that's good. 
or we, we we might change each other's mind. I've had my mind changed on certain things here and there, and I'm not afraid to admit it. But you know that that's where that's where great discussion is is is, is held when two people disagree. Two people agree. You're just going to hear them go, "Yeah, I'm right. Yeah, you're right." That's no fun. What's so fun in that? <laughs> what you two watch? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know that, that reminds me, and 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 I've got to give them a plug because they're in the chat room chat room right now. But Geek Pile uh, podcast. I, I was listening to the first ever Geek Pile I listened to at the podcast was a zombie themed one. And um, and it was an awesome show. It was all about you know what would you do during the zombie apocalypse. Rock, Rock was on there as a guest as well, and um, and and there was a whole load of you know would you bug in, would you bug out, what weapons would you choose, you know are they going to be slow shambling zombies or like running crazy World War Z zombies, um, and and a guy phones in towards the end of the show, a religious guy, and um, and and he and he's taking the whole thing really seriously and uh you know and and was asking serious questions about you know what do you think is going to happen during the rapture you know do you think it's going to be god that raises the zombies and it got you know it, it got a little uncomfortable which i thought was very very cool but they treated the guy with respect and you know had a back and forth and it and it was an awesome podcast and yeah like you say a bit of healthy debate doesn't hurt anyone it does it's it's what makes for interesting th- people are going to remember that interesting heated debate that goes on or that heated little argument that goes on more than they're going to remember, uh, you know, what did you eat for breakfast this morning? You know, so that's, that's where, yeah, that's what I totally, totally agree. Wasn't Jesus the most popular zombie of all times that we just celebrated? Never mind. Um, (laughs) he he had the coolest hair of of every zombie I've ever seen, but, um, Oh, yeah, I see uh, Titus Lupus in the uh, uh, chat room is saying people forgot how to debate. Yeah, they, they did. Forgot how to debate because we all do it online now, and that's it. So it's people, a sad people thing. Want, people want people to agree with them. They want yeah. to have somebody more so justify their their belief or justify their cause or justify what they're doing in their life and justify it and make them feel better about their decisions rather than saying, no, I think differently, and this is why, and give them actual logical uh, uh, reasoning behind some, you know, why they're, they're speaking that way. And I think it's, it's ridiculous. And, you know, I, I love a good debate where you can choose one side or the other, but also a good debate where two people are educated. There's so many times where I've gotten into an argument with somebody, and I stop it right away. There, it doesn't go very far, where somebody just, you know, puts her feet in the ground like a child and goes, I think this way. Why? Just because I do. Well, can you give me some reason? No. Just how I feel. Okay, that's fine. Can you nothing? Okay, well, I'm going to walk away now because uh, you have it's nothing. True, exactly. I, you just, you know, and then you get the, that, that whole circular argumenting, I mean, arguing, and you're right, it's better to walk away from those because you're not going to change their minds. And they they really don't have much to offer you, so yeah, time will. I, I find that as a win, though. If you are having a heated debate and it gets to the point where the person goes, "Well, I just feel this way," and you know, it's like, "Well, no, I have more points to make," and they're like, "No, I feel this way," and it's like, "I I just want okay, goodbye." I'm gonna put my arm up in the air. I'm gonna play the Stone Cold <laughs> Boss music. Hit two beers together. <laughs> out. Thank you. <laughs> you know what, though, I'm kind of feeling like I need to dial into your your Saturday show because. 
you know, pretty much most Saturdays I'm either doing the whole hero thing or I have a few beers at home and I, I kick back and, I, and I'm kind of in the mood for a bit of a debate myself. And I look on Facebook and there's the passive-aggressive shit that you see on Facebook. There's Kelly, Kelly's sick of men. Men are such pigs. Or, or uh, I've had such a bad day, but I can't really talk about it. And it's like, you know, that to me, after a few drinks, is just red flag to a bull. You know, it's... Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to aim for this one. Oh, absolutely. I, I see, After a few drinks, I look at that, and I'm like, all right, here we go. You're yeah. going to lose a friend. <laughs> and, then, and then the next day, I wake up with a horrific hangover and 40 new Facebook notifications and three less friends. And... There, you uh, know, fuck them if they can't take a joke. I'm sorry. There's, there's a point where you – oh, man, you just can't keep tiptoeing around. I, I think it's because I'm getting older. You know, when you get older, you just go, I, I don't care. You know, I'm sorry you don't agree with me. Yeah, yeah, you cantankerous. Like, whatever, we don't agree. That's fine. You want to see how hardcore, though? I know this is going way off topic. But by the way, with my show, it's an ADD radio. Um, so <laughs> let's see how quickly, how quickly technology uh, has an effect on somebody's life nowadays. And I understand I kind of just touted technology for stuff like Heroes Radio, uh, Heroes 101 Radio, and for Toxic Radio, because without the technology that we have today, neither one of us would be doing our, our shows. But uh, go on your friends list and unfriend somebody randomly. Just unfriend. You're not unfriending them in real life. You're not saying they're an asshole. You're not doing anything wrong. You're just clicking a button. You're taking them off of, of, of a website that you're just a part of. You're not doing anything bad. But just do it. Anybody listening, just go unfriend somebody and make it somebody that did, not somebody that would notice. Make it somebody that would notice. And all of a sudden, your phone will blow the fuck up. What did you do? What did I do? What happened? What's going on? It's just, it's insanity. And I don't, I, this is probably my biggest fault with toxic radio and with being in the media. I hate social media. It's gone too far. It's gotten too crazy. It's gotten too personal to where sometimes I step away from Facebook altogether. And holy shit, you want to see a shit storm. Delete your profile. <laughs> Take it away. Nobody knows that you just deleted your Facebook to walk away. Everybody thinks you unfriended them and they did something wrong. You will get so many nasty messages, phone calls, and oh, oh sorry, okay. that was my little rant. You know what, though? I, I, I don't know whether you, um, you, I don't know whether you ever did the same thing when I when I was first trying to start up in a band, and you know, you're, you're desperate for anyone who's going to come along to any gig. You know, any one person who buys that ticket is a goldmine to you. When you know, when you're playing an empty bar on a Monday night, it's it's they're worth a lot. So you know, you get those weirdos who turn up on a Monday night who then friend you on Facebook, and you're like, yeah, I want to be your friend. I'm going to promote every gig in your face, friend. And then things start to go your way and you get, you know, a couple of hundred people liking you. And then those weirdos become a bit obsessive. And, you know, when I, when I first moved to the United States, there was this one guy, and I can talk about him freely because I blocked him fucking everywhere on the Internet. Um, but there was this one guy who used to come to all my gigs. He was like my biggest number one fan, had all the CDs, knew all the words to all the songs, always stood at the front. And he stalked me as soon as I moved over to the U.S., and he, I, he, um, 
one time he asked me for my address and he said, oh, I've got to get something delivered. I can only get it delivered in the U.S. Can, can I get it delivered to you and then you can send it to me? And I stupidly said, yeah, yeah, no problem. And, um, and then <laughs> I would get like mail after mail after mail for months, like 70 or 80 things would turn up for this guy. And, um, and yeah, in the end, I, I ended up dropping this guy as a friend on Facebook because he was kind of creeper. Um, and, and he just blew up about it. Like you said, he was, he was trying to phone me. He was writing me letters. Like, why would you block me? Why would you do that? I was your number one fan. And uh, holy crap, yeah. Girl, person. How dare you? That's why Toxic Radio has a P.O. box. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we had to get one, too. We know what that's like. We don't want any bags of shit coming to our house, so thank you. Uh, <laughs> they, they take me ages to make. How dare you talk about your list? Right? Uh, <laughs> All right, that's it. We're calling into your show because this is, yeah, that would be just be too much. Oh, man. Um, Spectre, I, I, I love I love all the, the derailments of the topic because I, I keep forgetting, you know, what we were just talking about a minute ago. But we do have a lot of questions. Spectre, do you want to get back onto the questions? Because I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, we'll, we'll throw a few more in. Um, but I, I love the free flow. It's kind of, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. To be honest, the questions I had are so boring compared to the conversation we're actually having. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to skip all the boring stuff, but let, let's talk about music. So, so Mike, are you are you into metal? I mean, would you say you're a you're a metal fan or or just general? Here's here's my thing, and people get shocked when I say this. I'm a general metal listener. I wouldn't I wouldn't before Toxic Radio wouldn't consider myself a metal fan. Now, since it, I've I've grown my library and my understanding of it and my horizons of the metal world, and I've got more metal CDs than I can possibly handle. Um, but before metal, before Toxic Radio, I would consider myself more of a punk rock fan uh, slash uh, underground hip hop fan uh, more than anything. Oh. I'm actually uh, a huge uh, Juggalo. If you, you guys know what Juggalos are, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I'm a huge fan of ICP, Twisted, um, all that that kind of whole camp from the uh, Juggalo uh, realm, but also fans of other uh, uh, people in that genre like Hops and Tech Nine and, and Eminem and stuff like that and Bizarre and D12. Um, so I, I really, before Toxic Radio, I would have considered myself more of that fan. Not to say I don't listen to metal, don't go to metal shows. I grew up, uh, you know, my first concert ever was a Metallica show. It was called the, when they released the Binge and Purge uh, box set. Uh, my first concert, I think it was 13 or 14, was Metallica at the Man Music Center in Philadelphia. Uh, and I went with a bunch of my buddies and one of their dads. And I remember for the first time seeing uh, guys headbanging and moshing. And I didn't know what to do at a concert, so I just started banging my head. Uh, randomly, I, I just felt like. <laughs> but uh, I, then I saw a guy come out of the pit all bloody, and I got scared and ran away. <laughs> but uh, so my, my, my roots were definitely in metal with, you know, Suicidal Tendencies, Megadeth, uh, you know, all those kind of great bands. Metallica uh, was really where my roots were, and I, I still love all those you know, Five Figure Death Punch, uh, Drowning Pool, all these great metal bands out there. But it wasn't. 
the you know the 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 big ones in on my radar. Even though I would listen to them in the car and everything, uh, but Toxic Radio not only has opened myself up to you know how to run a radio station and do all that kind of stuff, but it's also opened me up to the metal uh, aspect of of music and the community. And like I said, I would have never in a million years, and I say this to the guys who who play the music, uh, listen to death metal. Um, to me, uh, and I love everybody who creates it, before it used to be just screaming into a microphone and I couldn't understand the lyrics. And I'm starting to get more of an appreciation for it. I'm starting to understand where it's coming from, what it's about, the lyrics, and why they sing the way they do. Um, so it, it, it's, it's really opened me up more to where I'm starting to become more of a fan of metal than I was before. And people look at me all the time and say, well, you're not a fan of metal. You run a metal station. And I, I try to explain to them that I do enjoy metal music. I started a, a, a station because I was a fan of talk radio. And uh, I love theater of the mind, kind of like what we've been doing here, just talking, having a good time, and the people at home kind of can imagine things we've talked about, like like the condom snorting thing, where somebody mm-hmm. at home now is somebody on stage in front of thousands of people snorting a condom, and it becomes <laughs> like their own movie in their head. Uh, that's where my fan base on radio goes. Um, but I've been to so many metal shows, met so many amazingly talented metal guys uh, through this, and not just the mainstream uh, metal that I was used to, but the underground and the belly of it and guys that are passionate about it, that I've, I've discovered a new love for a genre that I kind of swept under the, the carpet for a long time. So it, it's kind of reinvigorated my love for metal just by doing this, which makes it even that much more fun because every time we have a new band in or every time we add a new song in, you know, unless it's somebody I actually do know, I'm, I'm learning so much more, not just in terms of running a station and, and, and honing my skills, but also in the music. I'm I'm learning new music along with the audience. So it's really pretty cool. Oh, that's, that's awesome because, uh, you know, what brings me to something we wanted to ask you is, is speaking of new music, if anybody know, you know, something to recommend, you would. So... Who is your, you know, who would you recommend right now as far as new bands? Because I'm always looking for a new band. So, new bands. Oh, let me let me think. Okay, uh, the one that I'm really getting into right now is a band by the name of Paradigms, and we've had these guys in so many times, and they're awesome freaking guys. And every time they come on my station now, I know exactly who they are, uh, and and they have such a unique sound. So Paradigms. Um, a, a great bunch of guys. Uh, a lot of people know them. Mortal Decay, uh, a band that normally I wouldn't have listened to, but uh, I really dig their stuff now. Um, another band by the name of Supremia uh, is is unbelievable. Uh, their lead singer Luke is uh, amazing, and somebody blowing their nose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It sounds like someone's blowing their nose in the background. <laughs> Night bug. <laughs> uh, 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 nope, yeah. nope. It was somebody walking by. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, you were saying. <laughs> I get. I'm like. I got ADD. I told you. I get distracted. Um, no, that's awesome. <laughs> those are some awesome bands uh, to to check out. Uh, there was this one. Oh God. See, I'm not going to remember their name. They were great. They had a great friggin' T-shirt. 
Um, and there was this band at a festival I was just at called Infest, and two bands that struck me, and I don't remember the name, but if you go to uh, toxicradio.net and go into our media and gallery and go to Infest, you'll see some pictures, and I'll probably be able to put their names up there soon. But I don't know how great their sound was, but their stage presence was unbelievable. There was uh, one band that came out all, all, all uh, um, dominatrix out with leather masks and leather leather uh, pants and underwear, chains wrapped connecting each band member, one with uh, uh, nails sticking out of his groin area that went about nine inches, and the other <laughs> one had a giant uh, fake schlong that went down to his uh, calf area that had nine-inch nails sticking out of it. And they played and swung around their props, and then in the middle of the show, a dominatrix came out and beat them all. I just stood there with my jaw agape and went, what the hell am I watching? But we all talked about them more than anything. Also, another band, I wish I remembered their name, was a a three-piece girl band where the girl came out and sang death metal, and I never knew a girl could project that kind of voice. Wow. It was friggin' insane, and uh, they were pretty cool, too. wish I remembered their names, but all the other ones are really, really good. Like I said, that band Paradigms, uh, they're, they're excellent. They're, they're, they're out of all the bands I've listened to. Uh, they're, they're my top one where I actually put their CD in and jam out to them. Okay. And were you saying Paranormia? Was that one of them, too, that you said? Paranormia or something? Uh, uh, let's see. Paradigms. Supremia. Oh, Supremia. Uh, Sorry. Supremia. Those guys are old school guys. Those guys have been around forever. And every time they come in, we got people that tune in from all over the, the, the world to, to just hear them and what the, what's going on with them. So very cool guys. Sweet. I'm checking all those out. How about you, Spectre? I'm going to have something new to listen to tomorrow. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I must admit, I really like listening to new stuff. And, and I, I really don't hear about new music much. I mean, I I discover bands and then find that, find that they've got five CDs out. So I have no idea if they're popular or not. But, like, you know, I, I recently <laughs> started listening to uh, Tia, a band from the Faroe Islands. And, and they do kind of like viking it's kind of like thrash metal but it's also some folk influences as well they're they're really really good um but another really? band that i i got hooked on recently and it's really not my kind of thing at all is a band called sonic syndicate which i, I guess are probably a popular band with people a hell of a lot younger than me and it's got lots of synths and it's got kind of death metal vocals but also clean vocals almost almost like old trivium style stuff um nice. and it, it, it's just catchy, good to work out to kind of music. But uh yeah. Kind of like Lady Gaga, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though, I think it's funny what you just said about the the stage presence because they used to bug the shit out of me. I, I used to play a lot of gigs. We used to gig pretty much every week for, for many years and um there were so many kids playing death metal and, and I must admit that's why I don't listen to death metal is I, I've seen it done badly so often that uh, I can't even bear to listen to it. Um, but they would come out and, and they'd all look great. They'd all look terrifying, stand on stage and they'd play their, you know, hundred three minute songs and be boring as shit. And, Okay. And, you know, I grew up watching um, Iron Maiden were my favorite band. And, and one of the things they always said was, 
they didn't care if they had money for props. They'd try to put on a show like it was a stadium, even if they were just playing a tiny bar. And and that was the mentality I had was, you know, even if I've just got a few stupid changes of outfit, you know, I'm going to play every tiny bar like it's a stadium. I'm I'm going to try to do circle pits and walls of death with 10, ten guys in a, in a bar, you know. Well, absolutely. That's my biggest pet peeve with live shows is if I go to see you live, I don't want to I, – I understand I'm there because of your music, but I don't want to see you just play your CD or play your album or play your song. I want to see a show. You're supposed to entertain me. If I go there and you're just you know, bouncing back and forth or jumping up and down a few times, I don't feel like I've, I've, I've gotten my money's worth to come see you live. Put on, a, put on an entertaining show. And you know, I also go by that mantra um, for you know the Comic Con. That was our first Comic Con that Toxic Radio went to, and we had a blast. It was great, and I knew we would because I love that culture. I love the comic culture. I love the geek culture. I am a huge nerd. I could tell you stories about my nerdiness that I don't tell any female. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, but I love the nerd culture, and I knew we would have a great time. But I also told the guys. We need to, you know, have a presence there. We got to have something that people are going to want to come over and see and and check out and and see what's going on and have a table that's interesting, have something going on. Uh, th- but that goes with anything that you do, any event, any outside in front of the public's eye. Make it a spectacle. Uh, a couple of years ago, which I'm hoping to re- revive uh, this year, uh, it's been about two or three years since we did the first one. I did a, a, a uh, uh, an event called Wing Mania which is a wing-eating competition. I'm a huge wrestling fan, so we made it Wing Mania because they have Wing Bowl in Philadelphia. And, mm. you know, you could just do a wing-eating competition, but how boring is that? So I got wing girls. I went to the local wrestling federations and, and hired uh, local wrestling guys to come out in their full ring attire, told them to stay in character as the judges. We live broadcasted. We had banners. We had prizes. We had hot girls, and we made it a spectacle where the bar owner told us, everybody had a blast, please do this again. And I went to the negative. Any event I've ever done, I'm in the negative. But I do in the negative for the for the fun of the fans. Uh, anything I do, because if I'm not enjoying it, if I'm not having fun, if I wouldn't want to be there on my day off, then the fans wouldn't want to be there. So that's what you got to do. And, and if, if you're in a band and you wouldn't enjoy watching yourself play, why are you doing it? Okay, there's my, I I try to grab something, um, sum everything up, you know, for every guest we get. And I I love your, make it a spectacle. From now on, I'm going (laughs) to, it's going to be my motto. No matter what you do, make it a spectacle. It's all a show. It's all fun. It's all games. If you're not having fun, why are you doing it? Make it a spectacle. Go over the top. Say something you wouldn't normally say. Do something you wouldn't normally do. Make it a spectacle. Make it something that somebody goes, wow. Or somebody goes, I can't believe they did that. Or somebody goes, I'd never <laughs> heard before. Go over the top. You live once. Who cares? Have fun. Make it something that people are going to remember, that people are going to go home and go, that was awesome that I experienced that. That's what it's all about. So you, you know what, actually, probably six months ago, I went to a gig hosted and, and where the headline band was Rock and Nightbug and, and their band. Oh, and <laughs> a couple of us a couple of us had a really, really good time and, and uh, <laughs> were very visibly having an awesome time. And we were screaming and head banging and throwing ourselves around. 
and everyone had an awesome night. It's one of the most fun gigs I've ever been to in a small <laughs> bar in Oakland. And, um, and, you know, we came out and someone actually tried to confiscate my car keys walking out of the gig because they assumed that I was drunk. And I'll tell you, I was stone cold sober, just having a really fucking good time. <laughs> See? You know, that's, well, that's, you know, that, I took off all my uh-huh. clothes on stage. I kind of made it a spectacle, so that that might have. I'm I'm fucking yeah. with you. I didn't I didn't really. But what well, I might think was, about it now. <laughs> keep thinking. Great. Why not? Go out, Coyote Ugly. Get on the bar. You only live. You only, that, that's my thing. You only live once, and you gotta. Here's my thing. This is a good another thing I always say. Your life is a book. If you wrote down your, if if you handed somebody your book right now, how interesting would all the chapters be? Would they be like, eh, that was okay? Would they skip to certain parts, or would the whole thing be a really good fucking read? And I, I try to make sure that my book, at the end of the day, is something that people would at least be shocked by, <laughs> at least at least be hey. interested by. Uh, you know, it, I don't want somebody going. Yeah, that was okay. No, you want them to be like, you did that? So that that's at the end of the day. That's what I'm looking for. You should write a book because just talking to you right now, the the, the short time we've had to talk to you, I'm going, yeah, I'd read this guy's book. <laughs> you, you haven't even heard the, the, the – I haven't even started. <laughs> now, we've got less than two minutes, so um, – we're definitely going to come on your show and bug the shit out of you. I know we are, uh, if, if if that's okay. Um, and uh, before we go, uh, you know, can I ask you a favor? Look, at you've been on our yeah. show one time. I'm asking for shit. Can I get? Can we get you to do a bumper for our show? Uh, absolutely. Because, fantastic. What What would you like him to say, Spectre? Uh, I, I don't know. Make something up. Say something uh, offensive, I guess. And yeah. <laughs> something for, for about heroes. toxic radio and Heroes 101, I guess. There you go. Man, you put me on the spot in two minutes to come up with something. Uh, I know. <laughs> Make it a uh, spectacle. One minute now. <laughs> one minute. Uh, 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 fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to have to just record it to you guys. Uh, that's all right. It goes on. It goes on recording even after we get off the air. So in the archives, they can listen to it for. Uh, it'll go on for like ten, fifteen more minutes. So something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> something like. like uh, <laughs> I'm trying. Hey. Oh. <laughs> hey. Hey. This is Toxic Mike from Toxic Radio, and you're listening to Heroes 101 Radio. Where you know what we make it a spectacle every day, and if you don't like it, fuck off. Yes, awesome. yes. <laughs> that <laughs> was <you>. amazing. <laughs> uh, okay, I love it. I love it. That one's gonna be on going on every single time we have the show start. <laughs> Sweet. Like I said, it, it still it still records afterwards. So we're gonna we're gonna talk for like two more minutes, and then uh, those of you listening, we'll we'll see you in the chat room. 
I want to thank our guest because really, uh, you should have seen how excited Spectre was after he talked to you, Mike, at the con. He's going, "Oh my God, we got to have these guys on the show," you know. So I'm, I'm really, I feel like if I lived closer, you'd get really sick of my ass trying to come over and hang out because it sounds like hanging out with you would be insanely fun. So we, thanks for coming. We have out. A yeah, we have a blast here in the studio. You'd be more than welcome to come over and just kick in the door and have a few beers and, and party during the shows. It, like I said, we all do it for fun. That's what everybody does this stuff for. So if you're not having fun, you shouldn't be doing it. So right. Blam, we're here. Blam, we're here exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Do it. I'm sorry, Spectre. I was like, go ahead. You can take us out if you want. Shall I, shall I finish as we started? So, uh you know, I, I, yeah, I've got to say thank you to my lovely co-host. Thank you to Mike for joining. Thank you to uh, Titus Lupus, Geek Pile, and the folks in the chat room. And uh, did I say thank you to Nightbug? I, I should thank Nightbug more. He's pretty damn cool. But uh, um, okay. most of all, just remember what old Jack Burton does when the earth quakes and the poison arrows fall from the sky and the pillars of heaven shake. Yeah, Jack Burton just looks that big old storm right in the eye, and he says, give me your best shot, pal. I can take it. Good night, everyone. We've been Heroes 101 Radio. See you next week. And you don't look a day over 25. Yeah, right. And Doug's muscles aren't pharmaceutically enhanced. What are you talking about? I use an herb supplement that can be purchased at any health food store. Check this out. Check out these glutes. Rock hard, baby. Pretty sweet, huh? Stop it. You're going to make me throw up on the cake. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.